episode 36, Anti-Asian Violence. Hey Magical Misfits, it's Caden Ivy and welcome back to Atonement for Me. So before we get into today's episode, I'm going to put a trigger warning out there. Um, specifically to my parents, my mom especially, there's going to be things that have been said about me that you don't want to hear. So listen at your own discretion. And some of the topics that I'm going to bring up today are quite sensitive for me and a lot of other people. So if you are discussing any of these topics, please make sure that you speak with empathy and understanding because this is something that has affected some people our whole lives. The world is changing right now and we realize, but there is a lot of people whose issues are kind of bubbling to the surface now and that is an iota of volume added to the things that other people have already said. And it's nothing new. It's no revolutionary sentiment or idea, but it is something that some people are becoming a little bit more aware of now. And that is anti-Asian violence. Last week, I mentioned some of the comments made to me from strangers in my DMs just asking for sexual favors or hitting on me. But some of the comments that I receive in conversation, in person, online, in passing, those conversations make me realize how people see me and how people see other people. And I think that is a huge wake up call, not only for myself, but a lot of other people. I woke up the other day to messages from people in my Asian community saying, look at the news. And first off, it's very difficult to find articles written from a different source on this subject. But the first thing I notice is there are six Asian women dead. And normally headlines would tell you eight people died, eight women died. But it was specifically Asian women who died. And the police officer who arrested a man going on a rampage to take out the porn industry, to take away his temptation for sex? The cop said it was to remove, sorry, eliminate temptation and because he'd had a bad day. Now, not all of us 
have lives hanging in the balance of whether or not a white man has had a bad day. But that is also intersectional trauma. Because as Asian women, we face xenophobia, the discrimination of being other, of not being white, not being black, not being light enough Asian, not being cultured enough. We have that enough because we are expected to be submissive and to appease. And Asians are known as the model minority. There are so many of us, how can we be considered a minority? But that's not, it's not the numbers we're looking at. It is the treatment that we are looking at. We're not just a problem pocket of people that is acknowledged every once in a while. We know this isn't where we originally came from, but we are now in a society where there is second and third generations of immigrants here. Much the same as everybody here, we know. But we are made more aware of how out of place we are, even if we were born here. And I wanted to break down one of the comments that somebody made to me when I was trying to ex understand where some people's aggression, frustration comes from. And the, we were just commenting on maybe tolerance is a good thing. Maybe we should be more tolerant. And the conversation obviously deteriorated. There's multiple people in it. But the gist of what he said to me, and I quote, For now... With your fake oppressed bullshit, how the fuck are you oppressed? You're more white than fucking black and you have your own business, your own YouTube and share half naked pictures all around the internet screaming, everyone hates me cause I'm Asian. Bitch please, the only part I liked about you was Asian cause the rest of you is a stuck up cunt. That, but I'm done with a lot of you pathetic pieces of shit. The only part I liked about you was Asian. I'm not white. I'm not black enough to be black. Because I've worked hard and had my own successes, that means I'm privileged? No. Because in that same sentence, you used racism against me, saying I'm this, not like you. I am other, I am not like you. You do not belong into these communities, therefore you are not privileged and you are not discriminated against. 
you are only an Asian. And placing a label on a part of me, a part of me that I can't even change, that, that's something I have no control over. That is not even something that I would conceptualize. I'm not, people don't look at themselves as half black, half white, and they look at their body parts and see which part of them is white and which part of them is black. I am not only Asian when I'm fetishized. I'm not only an Asian woman when somebody wants to fuck me. I'm not only an Asian when people need a token. I've been told by other people that my culture doesn't exist because Asia is too big. It involves too many countries. Therefore, how can it even be a culture? You can use white as a term for Caucasians. You can say black for a term for people of African descent. But if you say Asian in reference to an entire continent, I get told that that doesn't even exist. That is not even a thing. You have to be Oriental or Japanese or Polynesian. So basically, you're trying to say, you yellow people over there, you brown people. But you won't say it. That's still racism. That is still anti-Asian. Why? Because that is putting the xenophobia on us. It is us versus them. It is us versus you. That's not the way it is. I was called both the N-word and a squaw in the same conversation once. I understand what those terms mean and I apologize for having to use them to, in order to explain something. But using the incorrect racial slur on somebody is an example of not only racism but xenophobia. It is the other. You don't even care what I am. I'm just other. You don't even know the history of those terms, but you're willing to throw them at me just to hurt me because you see me as other. When I asked a photographer why they had an image, they were doing Sharabi, Sharabi, sorry. And so they were having a fetish shoot where the model was going to be tied up in bondage. Great. That happens. There's a lot of that out there. It's understandably a Japanese art. So you do have that element to it. But the model that they got wasn't Asian. And they painted her up to make her look Japanese and put her in Japanese clothing and then tied her up. And what do I see when I see that? I see 
I'm not good enough to be considered art because white girls can take my place. But I'm also seeing a culture be fetishized and itemized. I don't want to see that perpetuated. I don't need to hear everybody saying, but it's okay. It happens all the time. It's normal. Why is it normal? Because that's how we end up dead. Just a bad day. People go, well, I didn't know about that. I don't like, there's so much history. I had to learn my own history. Yes, it may be frustrating to learn that the things that you learned in grade school and high school are not as black and white as they made them seem in grade school. I had to look up my culture. I had to look up the history of my own country. And that is Canada. I was born in Canada. For people who say, go back to where you came from, Markham? That's not solving your problem by putting me in Ontario. You don't say that to my mother who is an immigrant, but she's a British immigrant. That's okay. That's fine. But because there are other struggles that are being projected and the world is currently being overwhelmed with examples of violence against women, violence against Asian, violence against gays, violence against blacks, violence against indigenous people, violence. It starts with normalizing that otherness, the us versus them. the belittling, the jokes on TV, the caricatures of Dr. Seuss that people cling to so fervently as if they'd memorized that book and they'd caress those images every night of their childhood. They hadn't even thought about those images. Some of them have never even read those books, but I've seen those images. And that hurts me. That hurts the little girl who's walking down the street. It hurts the Asian elders who are getting punched in the face for crossing the street. We face violence because we exist. And it's not just a neat little packet of one side versus another side. The other side had this happened to them, therefore they are going to fight back. It's never that. I'm adopted from the Philippines. And I know a lot of people look down on us in North America and in Asia. I know what colorism is here. And I know what colorism is within a BIPOC community. And it sucks either way. 
but that's not how we solve violence against somebody else is to group them and to, to make sure they stay in their group so you don't have to worry about them. When the Tulsa riots were happening, there was anti-Asian lynchings that happened in those race riots. The people who marched on Washington for marriage rights in the states between a colored person and a white person with the black community and the Filipino community. We've been there. The Asian community had the Chinese Exclusion Act. They had internment camps. They were refused treatment during the 1918 pandemic because they were considered dirty. They were put into quarantine because one of them were suspected of having the plague. They didn't, but because Asians were automatically disease carriers, dirty, less than. Just disregard. The, the U.S. fought for the Spanish to own the Philippines to own a country that wasn't even theirs. And it was called the Filipino expansion because they expanded to the, to the west of their country and they were gonna continue expanding the way they expanded to Puerto Rico and Cuba and Hawaii. They took a whole country and we're not, and now we're Asian. Now we're in the Asian continent. So it's not just these little places around the States. Now we're crossing an ocean. They put our tribes in cages and paraded them in Central Park, in the world stage. Do you know what that feels like to be researching your own history and finding pictures of your people in cages? And having soldiers go through your, the land where your ancestors lived going N-word hunting, shooting my people. Here, people would be offended if I said that somebody had called me the N-word, which has happened, because I'm not allowed to use it. Or somebody has said I'm not allowed to use it. But that was a term that meant not white, traditionally. And it was used as an excuse to massacre people like me. I've had members of the BIPOC community say, yeah, but you don't count. We're people too. Our struggles count too. Our history counts too. Yes, there's a lot of us, but that should mean that because there are so many of us, you don't just, just disregard us. We're the majority of the world. What makes you so narrow-minded to think that we are lesser just because traditionally we've been considered submissive? We just take it. 
We tell our people to be the model citizens of our heritage, to be exactly who everybody thinks we should be. I'm told that I, I'm just an Asian, but I'm also told that that's a good thing. It means that people love me. People love Japanese. People love Asian girls. I've never been with an Asian. The fetishization is also xenophobia. Seeing me only as a sexual object and not a human being. A temptation that needs to be removed. We're human. You can't remove us. We're here in this country because our countries aren't safe to live in. Or our parents, our grandparents, left something awful, something terrible, fought their lives to be here. And that's not enough. And that's just the tea.